What is going on, everyone? Welcome to Mailbox Monday. I'm your host, Josh, here with my co-host. KG in the house, and this is the Fit, Healthy, and Happy podcast, by the way. Yep, here with my hostess, KG. Yep, I'm the, I'm the host, and I'm the uh, the man of the hour. Josh has a, you know, a little bit of sickness going on, so I, you might hear my voice a little bit more, which is fantastical, right? Yeah, Kyle's going to have to step it up today. The throat's a little sore. It's super weird, and I honestly wonder. It's We tested our one rep maxes for our squat, bench, and deadlift at about a 9 um, RPE, so pretty high on the exertion scale. When you're pulling one rep you know, near maximal load, it's takes a real toll on your central nervous system. That's why a lot of people after a powerlifting meet end up quite sore. You know, they end up quite feeling it, tired. And, you know, when your central nervous system is really exerted, that's when you can be more exposed to sicknesses. And when you're training a bunch of people and you're in a bunch of gyms, no matter how much I sanitize and wash my hands, I do not seem to be immune from it. Um, but I'm going to do my best. And yeah, there's a little fun tidbit for you. It's funny. On Saturday, we did our, uh, check out our last YouTube video, Colossus Fitness, but we just did bench and, and squat. And I felt it for like, over two days and just literally only did two exercises but obviously you're working at like josh said like up to literally 90 to 90 even five percent of your one rep max so it's really exhausting and uh yeah it was fun check it out you know we've got a powerlifting meet um with a bunch of buddies in five weeks so you know we'll keep you updated on how that goes and it's kind of fun because some of you may not even know what we look like on this podcast two ways to follow along number one youtube colossus fitness um, by the time this video is out, it's a very real chance we may have hit 100,000 subscribers. So go and check and hey, maybe you'll be the person to be our 100,000 subscriber. If you are, that'd be so freaking cool. Send a screenshot of that and that'd be wild. But you know, that's a milestone and being many years in the making and you know, it's really exciting to have that and this series is fun, you know, to have us kind of cross that that milestone there. So YouTube Colossus Fitness and then of course Instagram at Colossus Fit. You know, follow us there. Feel free to shoot us a message, let us know what's going on. Uh, you know, give us your story, you know, how the podcast has helped or inspired you. It means so much to hear those things. Now we're gonna get right into quotes here. So my quote is great things never come from comfort zones. Do you love that or what, Kyle? Man, I love that. But honestly, I realize I say I love that to every quote. But honestly, anything that just has uh, you know some type of meaning that I can relate to, I do actually love. And um, I think just you know the comfort zone. I mean, this is your quote, so I'm going to let you explain. That's it, but, and it, it yeah. boosts my ego. That's what's important. Yeah, exactly. Makes me feel like I'm saying only important things, so I'll take it. I'll yeah. take it all day. Um, but yeah, no, I know he liked this quote, though, all joking aside. I'm sure he'll add on after. But, you know, we're a firm believer that the second you become uncomfortable is the second you're growing. So, you know, and especially, it seems like every time I do a quote, I say in life, in life, in life. Um, but, you know, a that's lot of ma- us. That's what, that's what matters, though, right? It's true, though, yeah. Like, a lot of us. And, you know, I'm speaking for myself included. The second, you know, something pushed me a bit and pushes me a bit and I'm a little uncomfortable and it messes me up. You know, I want to back away and I want to retreat to what's easy, what's known, what's comfortable. Um, But, you know, without, you know, a little bit of pain, a little bit of challenge um, comes no progression, right? Like even think if you're studying for a test, you know, when your brain's going to explode and you're like, ah, that's usually the breaking point to where it kind of comes through or you can have a breakthrough or, you know, within your fitness, you feel exerted. You're like, how can I keep this up? How can I do it? And when you push through those tough times and you know you burst through those comfort zones and you get out and challenge yourself that's how you're going to see the best results and have the best life like if you just live a life that's comfortable you know you work a a very easy boring job you know you just come home you watch tv all night you never do anything like there's no fun there's no thrill in that you know like you got to go out there and experience things be challenged and you know 
one actionable for everyone. I think that's a lot of fun. I even think I confused Kyle uh, when we left from the gym. So, you know, we'll meet up and one of us will drive, whatever, we'll do our thing. But I took a different way than I normally do. And I could tell he's like, what the heck like, is what this is guy going doing? On? But even I was listening to a podcast and they're saying, you know, an easy way to challenge yourself and feel more thrill in life and, you know, push adrenaline is challenging little things like drive a different way home each time, you know, do something that's a little bit weird, throws you a little bit off your schedule, you know, like whether it's, you know, driving a different way or not using google maps for your drive there you go there you go or even like for me like i realize i'll use like one shower in the gym or something like you know and i'll use it and it's just little weird things that just kind of like make you go ah i can do new things it's not going to kill me and then get me ready for these bigger newer challenges but like there's a million examples of this you know trying a new food going oh it was our boy grant i was listening how to get and stay motivated one of my favorite audiobooks i definitely recommend it He just lists like a hundred ways to get and stay motivated. Like, what can't you love about that? But he was saying even to the point of being comfortable, like, you know, for instance, there's many foods and I'm sure a lot of people relate that, you know, you hated as a kid that you love now. Like there's tons and tons, right? And even for me, like I hate fish, but once a year I'll try it, um, even though it kills me to do it. And, you know, I want to like it, but even if you hated something, you had a bad experience at a restaurant or something, you know, like even if it's a little uncomfortable, it's good to go out and try them again and challenge yourself. And, you know, don't just assume one, like one result is the only result. Like maybe you try to get in shape once you had a bad experience, you know, it's okay. You know, try again, you know, you fall down, you get up and that's my point. Don't be comfortable. No, that's awesome. It's funny because sometimes we do so many different things. I don't consciously think about it anymore, but it is good to consciously think about it because then you'll do more uncomfortable things. But today in the gym, you know, we're hitting uh, a nice arm day. It's our deload. And Josh was like, man, you got to try this out. It's uh, basically 10 sets of 10 reps um, for the tricep push down. You bring it all the way down and then do and then do bicep curls. So it's literally like so much volume, like hundreds of hundreds and thousands of pounds of volume. And the person who is with you training has to actually pick the weight. So this is one of like CT Fletcher's like pre-work, you know, he'd go into the gym and do this before actually doing his full workout. He's a beast. But you know, in my head, I started thinking, oh, like my, I'm already fatigued. I shouldn't be going this hard because you know, it's a, you know, a a bit of a deload and I should be chilling. But I'm like, what do I lose? Like, you know, I'm not lifting heavy weights until next week. Like, let's have fun with it. Step out of the comfort zone. Um, And honestly, I had hesitation. And then at the end of it, I was like, wow, I'm so glad I did this. And obviously it's nice having an accountability partner to do that. So that was awesome. I couldn't believe how amazing that is. You guys have to try that out. It's on our Instagram story, even though you probably won't be able to see it right now. Um, but then at the end of that, um, you know, I went to the shower and I'm trying something new just for fun to make myself feel a little uncomfortable, you know, 30 seconds of a cold shower. I don't know how well it works. I don't know, you know, uh, there's some research behind it. Who cares? Whatever. I just want to feel like I just didn't want to do it. And I stood there and I'm like, oh my gosh. But after I just felt like a new person because I, you know, did something that was so weird and uncomfortable that I absolutely hated. Um, but you know, just trying new things and sometimes things will stick with you. You know, after a week or two, you might say you hate it, but at the end of the day, you try it and, and figure out what wants to stay in your routine and what doesn't. That's it. And, you know, I really love uh, what you're saying there, especially with the exercise, because even me, um, you know, myself and Kyle, we, there's certain exercises we love and ones we hate. And all the time we'll both have clients who are like, I hate this exercise. Do I have to do it? Like, why lunges? Can I do something out? And my number one response is if you hate something in the gym, it's probably very good for you. Um, like, unless it's causing you extreme pain for whatever reason. But, you know, there's a lot of things I hate and I force myself to do them because I know like that discomfort is what's going to help me grow and go past it. And that moves me to my second quote of the day. 
Well, this is uh, <laughs> this is the quote I wrote down. That's my quote. But it is your quote. I mean, well, I don't know if you came up with it. No, but, I didn't come um, up with it. I just love you, it. You always say it. It's so, one of my favorite quotes ever. It's one of Josh's favorites. I don't think we've said it. And it sparked, uh, I guess, Monday it came out. Um, I know this is coming out Monday. You know, we're filming Wednesday. How you do anything is how you do everything. Just let them so, take a second to yeah, think about that. Just think about it. Just how sit in your you car, do anything is how, how you, you do, do everything. everything. And, you know, we don't do these quotes just to inspire you for two seconds, but actually like start to think about it because like when you think about it, you know, we think about it, we, you start to change, you know, your actions and your habits and stuff. But, you know, we were walking out of Fat Bastards. It's where we get our, it sounds weird saying that. It's where, that's where we get our burrito bowls every day. That's where we chill. That's, you where, know, we that's chill. where we meet like-minded people. Yeah. No, it's uh, 30 minutes. We sit in there, or no, 15. Um, we don't eat for that long. We just grab our burrito bowls. And Josh, like, literally walked all the way outside and then realized, oh, crap, I left a mess. And then he just went back in there and, um, you know, cleaned it up. And I was like, wow, how you do anything is how you do everything. But to, to be, like, bring this back into, like, full circle for fitness and for life and just for everything, like, when you actually think about it, you know, a lot of times there's so many habits and you can really get to know a person by how they do like anything, you know, if they're constantly messy, constantly late, you know, um, constantly like just going, like pushing themselves to a five out of 10, you can kind of tell that every other area of their life will kind of, you know, be similar to that. So, you know, try even for the smaller things. And this is something like, I'm not telling you that I'm great at this because I have a lot of room for improvement, but that's why I want to bring it up. You know, everything that you do, um, just try to, you know, give it your full, give it your best. Like, you know, a lot of times people will get a job and get so comfortable bringing back to Josh's, um, quote, and then just start showing up to work like 20 minutes late and then like 30 minutes and then 40 minutes and then like you know in like the worst outfit and just like stop caring but if you apply your absolute best to every single thing you do it's going to show people will notice and you'll just have a fulfilling and successful life and it's something I'm working on and you know I'm trying to get better at it uh, yeah you nailed everything about that and I want to give a really great analogy um you know like even to the point of taking shortcuts so this is a great story and I, I think this is a amazing story to kind of illustrate you know and this is one thing in my life that it really made this quote mean a lot to me so I when I started driving I guess uh seven years ago six years ago I made it a point of always backing in right like backing into spaces and when you back in you can see on your way out like it's a lot safer you know it, it just works better whereas usually backing out into a road is worse than backing in like you have less control less visibility so one day I was going to Starbucks Oh, with my girlfriend, whatever, we're going there. And I'm like, ah, I'm feeling lazy. I'm going to pull in. And this is like the one time I pulled in in like so long, right? I just want to take that little shortcut. And this sounds so dumb, but it can show you like the magnitude of taking shortcuts, right? So I pulled in um, and then on my way out, I back out. I'm completely cool. There's a truck. So it was kind of blind. So the person behind me, I guess, couldn't see me. I go to shift into drive. I put it in drive and someone rear ends me, right? So now if you know how it works in a parking lot, it's pretty 50-50 most generally, right? However, if you're the one backing out of a space, it pretty much always goes to you for fault. So even though I got hit and to this day, I was I had the gearbox in drive 100%. That destroyed me on insurance. I think I probably paid like a solid seven to $12,000 yes. more across that time because I pulled into that space once. And as dumb as it is, like if someone pulls up in their car and they park over the lawn and like, to me, it's just saying I have no disregard for anyone else. Like I'm just going to do this quick. And like, 
it's a really stupid and small example, but I think it just shows the magnitude of it all, right? Like any little shortcut you take can add up. And another example, by me hitting snooze once in the morning, it puts me six minutes behind schedule. It can make me six minutes late for a client. I could potentially not be able to eat my breakfast. And then you have to rush yeah, and get a I, ticket. I could go eat somewhere out late. I could get a ticket on the way out. Like it just, it really does, you know, evolve. So these little things and like, you know, when we sign up online coaching clients, we say like the people that jump on these things tend to be more successful. And it's a matter of fact. So even the trivial things in life, you know, make a point to try and do them well and do them with pride. And another point I really, really love was when I worked for Good Life for a while and we every it's a, one of the big chain gyms around here. Um, this is like the story podcast today. It's pretty chill. I'm I mean, it's it. all good. Actually, I've been listening to a few recently. I think it, you know, let us know how you enjoy it. We'll put in the comments click here for the actual questions but i you know let's just sit back have some fun and that's see where it. it takes it right that's what podcasts are for Drink my imaginary coffee yeah i play with my lego ferrari there you go <laughs> but, yeah. um, but anyway so i'm cleaning the gym once an hour we had to do this club cleanup so there was a guy volunteering he's probably like mid 50s whatever why he was volunteering there i couldn't tell you um, but that's nice of him. Like it's a big corporate company. Like it doesn't really make sense. But anyhow, like the dude would clean every weight perfectly. And like no one cared. Everyone would do a quick little job. And I'm like, man, I really respect you. Like cleaning up this gym is so nice. Like you're not even getting paid. And he said like um, something along the lines of this quote. But he, he said anything you do, do to the best of your ability, even if it's small and dumb. And like I just think in anywhere in life, it, it will just like any facet of life you can think of, if you really invest yourself and make a point to try and do your best, it'll pay off. Cause you know, what's, do you remember your quote about shortcuts? You used to have a really good quote about shortcuts. Mm, I don't remember it. I but. can't remember, but Kyle had an amazing quote yeah. about shortcuts back in the day and he used to say it a lot, but you know, shortcuts really don't help at all. They don't take you anywhere. And yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's something to think about. And I, once, once again, like it's, it's just even like, you know, you're in the gym and then you're, you're not, you're someone that doesn't put your weights away. And like, you know, the other day we were using chalk, um, for our heavy lifts, Josh got up to 585 and I got up to 475. Pretty pumped about that. Big numbers coming soon. We didn't have a, uh, you know, chalk. We asked a trainer, which was awesome. Um, he really hooked it up, but when we, you know, um, used his chalk. It's not like my actual regular one. It went everywhere. And like 98% of people when using this will just leave it and like say, who cares? The cleaning lady will clean it up. You know, Josh went over to grab one of those little, um, cleaning supplies. We got down on our knees and just started like scrubbing it down and it looked pitch perfect. And it took us about seven minutes probably to do this. But while we were doing our next exercises, because we're like at the end of the day, like once again, how you do anything is how you do everything. The cleaning lady, sure she gets paid, but like she shouldn't have to do this because we were lifting like this crazy heavy weight and, uh, you know, brought the chalk in where you're kind of not even supposed to be using that much, but it's like the little things like, and, and I challenge every one of you this week to think like during your drives, during your encounters, during your, just like whatever it is. And I think a lot of it comes down to even like leaving messes and like the respect for people like Andy Frazella, who who's a guy I really look up to. He's got great content and a massive multi-million dollar company would always like show himself and, and always talk about this, but just like even taking the broom out and just like, you know, while he's like an absolute boss, he's still doing stuff like that because like he, he always said, you know, how you do anything is how you do everything. And it's something to think about. So yeah, uh, I'm pumped. Hopefully you guys enjoyed these. 
Um, we try to relate it back to fitness, but at the end of the day, the fit, healthy, happy podcast, you know, we got to all be happy at the same time or else what's the point to anything. And then here, here's how we'll relate it to, instead of just saying it vaguely, you know, and you're like, I don't care about my parking, you freak, you know, which is cool. I mean, at the end of the day, it is a weird thing, but for me, I learned my lesson. So I don't mess around. Like fun fact across the last three cars I've owned. I've never pulled into my driveway forwards once. Jeez. And sometimes I have to wait like two minutes to back in. But literally, I have never once done it. And I made a point of it. Because like insurance is so bad in Toronto. You don't understand. Like I think I paid $8,000 last year in insurance across my business, motorcycle, and car, which is gross. And I didn't use it. Like I, it's absolutely nuts. Um, but a good example of shortcuts even, like when I'm do, lifting weights, and I'm, for instance, doing eight reps, Especially with legs, you know, I'm like, ah, six is close enough or uh, eight, but I have six more, whatever. Like, I won't say anything. But sometimes when I find myself wanting to stop one short seven, I'll go, that's it. Nope. And then I'll force myself to do two more to kind of make up for the one I've lost. And, you know, it's just the same example. You take shortcuts here and I cut one rep off each thing before you know it. I'm losing like a whole chunk of my workout or my potential or my ability or capability, right? Like you just really want to commit to these things. And by skipping a warm up, you could get injured. Yeah, by I was going to say that. Skipping a cool down, you know, you could, I don't know, like in, there's just so yeah, many up, examples yeah. of it and you can take it a million different ways. But yeah. in the gym is so prevalent, you know, like in by skipping the meal, you could have not the right energy. You know, you get lightheaded, you can not perform, you can mess up a training block. Like it really just stems and stems and yeah, this quote has been a fun segment because quotes have always been good to us. I mean, yeah. we're big on quotes. We're not crazy, crazy on quotes. Like, we don't scream them at each but, other. But yeah. I think it's a really fun way to have that central piece of text, relate it to your life, and challenge yourself. Like, yeah. where am I taking shortcuts? Where can I do better, you know? Yeah, the other day I had some heavy bench taking place. And um, usually I always warm up my shoulders. And I'm like, oh, you know, what? What's what's one day without it? And then, like, the next three days I'm like – oh my gosh, this is not good. And it's like one of those things that, you know, um, I should always be doing that because I know it's right. You know, once again, how you do anything is how you do everything. And there I just made a complete mistake. I rushed it. You know, I I was very un, um, underprepared and just like didn't really show much care towards myself. You know, I always make sure my clients do, but for myself, you know, it's it's just a lesson learned, right? So just pay attention to these little things. I won't do it again. And um, yeah, you, you live and you learn, right? So yeah, my client shout out once again, just to let you know. Um, we are going to be, uh, doing this on, um, Instagram once a week. So we have it posted. You can go check it out. Colossus fit. Um, you know, unfortunately we don't have Colossus fitness cause the guy took it a while ago and <laughs> we've messaged him about six times telling him we'll buy it and he doesn't respond. So we have Colossus fit. <laughs> don't make, don't make, <laughs> make a fit healthy you. and happy podcast Instagram, but I mean, we got to yeah, get used to posting. We've here. debated it. Yeah. It's, it's tough to say. I mean, yeah, it's something we should do. But I mean, we'll stick to this and just, you know, it's one of those things we, we could do a lot of things uh, different, but we're doing what we can for, for sure here. Um, so yeah, we've got that here. You know, you can see there, um, Victoria, she's awesome. She came from the summer special. So maybe six or seven months ago. Um, and I know a lot of you listening have either heard of that special or have, you know, signed up from that. We probably have like quite a few people with us still, um, who are seeing great results from summer special, you know, seven months ago or so. But anyways, you know, I'll read her quote here. Basically her goal was 
to build lean muscle, have more energy and do a full body recomposition. And she was able to just do that. She said she's grateful. She stumbled across our podcast and took advantage of the summer special. So I know I've talked about this before, but I realized, you know, we have 150 episodes and I know a lot of you probably haven't listened to every one of them, but basically body recomposition is basically where, you know, there's different changes in your body's ratio of fat to muscle. So it's not something that every person can do. It's not something that like, you know, depending on, it's very situational, right? But there's a couple things I need to take place. You got to keep your calories at a consistent level around maintenance. You've got to stay active outside of, you know, your general, um, just life, you know, hundred grams of protein plus for her, it was about 0.8 grams per pound. And then just crush the gym for three plus months and get really strong at the big movements, squats, rows, bench press, hip thrust, pull-ups, deadlifts, lunges, stuff like that. And that's exactly what we did. You guys can see the photo. She did amazing. The scale really didn't change. Maybe, you know, um, down or, or sorry, maybe up about two pounds. Um, nothing crazy. But I'm really just happy and I want to, you know, give her a huge shout out because, you know, um, she's been learning to love upper body and just like really has some cool goals and of setting uh, that she sets and wants to, you know, hit her um, 135 bench press now, which is awesome because I know a lot of females aren't setting goals like this. You know, we're going to hit three to five unassisted pull-ups. There's a lot of cool goals in the work and, I you know, a lot of people have actually been criticizing her lately just because she's a teacher and, you know, has a lot on her plate with school and stuff as well, um, just some grad school stuff. So she has to work out at four in the morning. Sometimes she'll send me her check-ins or videos literally at 4.30 in the morning on the way to the gym. And I'm like, wow. And people are saying, why don't you cut that out? And she's like, well, this brings me happiness. This is like my sanity. This is something that like is making me happy. She's saying so consistent four to five times a week and she can make every excuse not to, you know, getting home at 9.30. The last thing you want to do is work out at 4.30 in the morning. So amazing job, great commitment. And if you want to be next, you know, we have a winter special taking place. Hit us up, colossusfitness.com, online coaching, and we'll take care of you. Yeah, and that's almost full. So definitely, you know, make sure to take the time to inquire. And, you know, if you're inquiring, make sure you're a serious applicant. You know, you're not someone who's half in. We want to know, you know, you're ready to make that leap. You know, get in the best shape of your life. Go from good to great. Um, You know, obviously, we're giving all the instructions, and it might even be easier than what you're doing now for more results. But you need to be mentally committed for that change, that jump. And, you know, take the time to actually fill out that form. Give us some context so we can let you know how we can help you, how it all works. And, uh, yeah. Now, without further ado, it's only been a good chunk of time. Uh, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna go into the questions. But yeah, I think that was a super productive first segment. And I think you're gonna learn a lot from that. Uh, so the first question is a really fun one. Um, favorite lift and why we've done this one, probably a few times, I'm not sure if they're talking about compounds or not. Um, but let's just open it up to any lift whatsoever. And uh, it's this is a tough one. I wouldn't say I have a favorite lift, but I have like a few exercises that I really like for a little bit of time. Right, and the two I think I've enjoyed the most lately are um, the upside down kettlebell press. And even Kyle was doing it today. It's really fun because you have a lot of stability um, involved yeah, in it. Yeah, bottoms up. You're using like a lighter weight. You know, you're basically grabbing the kettlebell upside down. You have to balance it and shoulder press it up. You know, you have to use a lot of stability and balance throughout the core. I think it's just a lot of fun. It's a challenge to kind of see if you can do it. And I love asking my buddies when I work out them, like, hey, you think you can do this with like 20 pounds? And like it humbles them so much. So that one's a ton of fun. Um, another exercise I really love that's underrated that I haven't got to do enough. And we put on our story today is the cable kickback, uh, the single arm tricep cable kickback. And it's a dinky exercise, but like, it's gross hard. Like you just feel it so much in your triceps and like, they just want to scream. So those two have been like some of my favorite lifts as of late. I mean, I obviously do a lot more complicated and big picture lifts than that, but those are probably the two that I top of my mind. I'm having a lot of fun with right now. 
I love it. Um, you know, I was going to say squat, but out of compounds, you know, it's up there. But at the end of the day, I don't think there's too many people who would just love to get under the bar and do 400 pounds. I mean, it does. It is pretty, pretty fun here and there, but it takes a lot of willpower to do stuff like that. But for me, like for the first time ever, probably, I think I'm going to say bench press. Um, I've been actually seeing some solid progress and I attribute that to just, you know, the, the proper programming that coach Josh has me on and the consistency. And like, I'm going to be hitting some PRs and finally for the first time ever, 300 pounds is in the picture. You know, I hit 285 pause the other day and you know, um, also I've just been doing my mobility work for my shoulders. Like I've always had a bit of impingement issue. So it's nice because like you take something that you really dreaded for years and now it's kind of turned like upside down and it's just feeling great. And, you know, I have a goal set towards that, right? It's, it's upwards of 300 pounds. And, you know, I, I know I picked a compound. It's not as much fun as the other ones, but it's just something I've been really enjoying. I could do comfortably five days a week if my programming allowed it. And uh, it's just, it's really fun. So, yeah. Yeah. Like, typical, typical bro answer, but. That's the thing. I, I love to deadlift. I love to squat, but I also hate them. You know, like mm. it's like. To I me, never like come. I would never go in like I love to skip it too. You know, it's not. Yeah, like, that's the thing. <laughs> like, it's not. I don't crave it. Like, I like hitting PRs and stuff, but it's heavy. It's yeah. work. You know, like, and that's why my answer has been that in the past. But like the two I gave are like fun ones. Yeah. Me. Like when I can do them, I'm like ooh yeah, I enjoy this. So that's why I gave that answer. And um, a lot of people I know are wondering how they can go ahead and submit a question for Mailbox Monday. Uh, so there's two ways to go about that. You can follow us on Instagram at Colossus Fit and just shoot us a DM. It's a really great way to do it. Or if you want a more formal way and you really want to be able to type it out on your computer, go to our website, colossusfitness.com slash podcast. And you can go ahead and leave a message there. Um, and anyone who's left one there before, we appreciate it. Um, we didn't ask for the person's email, so we weren't able to respond to you. But thank you to anyone who did. We have since updated that so you can just go there you know you can learn more about the podcast learn more about what we do and who we are and you can submit a question there so definitely go ahead and go out at that next question is how accurate is the apple watch at telling your daily calories burned um so we answered this on the episode that we were not very able to upload um so i think i should be able to answer it pretty efficiently now um but my answer is it's very accurate to itself so once again it's working off calculations and metrics and formulas it's not you know it's not like in your bloodstream it's not you know it only is a conception and for me if i put my height as six four when i'm six one and a half you know it's going to think i'm burning more calories than i am maybe i'm not updating my weight and the metric on the phone you know it's going to do those formulas based off height weight and um heart rate and that's kind of how it's going to figure everything out now like i wouldn't spend too much time you know diving into oh i've burned this much or i can lose this much i know kyle's an example of a client who worked out pretty well um, but even like a treadmill my understanding is most of them are based off the average male which i think is like 160 to 180 pounds and like five foot eight or something um so like for instance someone like kyle like that's going to be a lot more true like what's being burned on that treadmill whereas for someone like me who's like six one and a half two fifteen i'm going to be burning a lot more just because i'm a bigger person whereas you know a guy or girl that's like four foot eleven you know like a hundred pounds like they're not going to be burning the same calories as me when they're moving like i'm just a bigger thing it's like you know like a v8 engine versus a four-cylinder engine it's just very different right yeah so it's the same with this watch like it's it's different but what i like to use it for is it's an accurate metric to itself uh to me i know like a crappy workout would mean i burn less than 500 calories like that's me coasting you know even on an arm day i can get up to like 650 700 on the burned 
if I really crush it, like if my mental focus is really there, I'm exerting myself, I'm limiting rest, I'm lifting good weight. Um, but yeah, and then I know amazing workouts a thousand. So like I use it as a tool in terms of accuracy to itself, but I don't put too much stock into it being like, oh, because it says I burned 6,000 calories today, I need to eat 6,000 calories to not lose any weight. Like yeah. that won't add up. I had a Fitbit um, and I used to walk around um, like a pool when I was the lifeguard and just walk, walk, walk. And like, I would burn like six, 7,000 calories a day. And I was only eating maybe like 4,000. So theoretically I would have been peeling weight off, you know, like crazy, but that wasn't the case whatsoever. And I was actually bulking at that time. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, it's just doing the best to its ability, but they are really cool and they're getting more and more accurate as they go on. But once again, just know it's not a hundred percent dialed into your exact situation. Just like body mass index can be accurate to, you know, a gen pop person who doesn't work out, who's like a reasonable height and weight, whereas someone who's weightless, lifting like me BMI body mass index scale will say I'm very overweight just because it doesn't take in the the minutia and the small factors that really add up yeah and it's like so interesting um you know I had one, one of my clients who came in you know I had a Fitbit and on average it'd be about four to 450 calories burned and then now he just got one of those Samsung ones and keep in mind he did enter his info and now it's saying he's burning like 250 to 275 and it's not like we brought the intensity down that much but that's a pretty big difference so it's like if you went just on that stuff you could be very misled and um you know honestly i think at the same time you might also just like go crazy if you're constantly checking it every single day like just trying to get to a certain number and stuff and honestly myself who've who i've done many cuts and i've done many cuts for other people and and bulks and stuff like i've just never really looked at this type of data but just for a fun example of one of my clients who has an apple watch um i'll look at his given week because on this one week he did lose exactly and this was the one that actually asked the question he lost exactly two pounds like 1.8 um to be specific he consumed about 17,000 calories on average um and then burned about 25,000. and as we all know to lose one pound it's uh, 3,500 calories so he lost two which would be a 7,000 calorie difference. So you minus 24,000 by 17,000, which is what he ate. That's exactly two pounds, which is kind of funny. And I did that for a couple weeks and his is, you know, at least pretty accurate to itself. Um, but at least like looking at this data, he knows that if he's like burning on average 3,500 calories, he can be like, okay, this is the sweet spot. This is where I want to be. This is what's been consistent. But on those days that if he's only having like burning 2,500, he knows that he's not going to be in a the big enough deficit um, to, you know, see the results that he's been seen and if he knows he's at like 5,000 calories burned like that might be a bit too much he might get burnt out it might burn too much muscle mass because we're already at two pounds per week I mean a couple things to consider there but you know at the end of the day I'd say just to kind of uh, stay away from tracking that stuff too much I actually don't even know how to find that info on my Apple watch I've never looked for it but that's just my honest answer yeah my favorite um now, not to do too much of Apple Watch commercial, but my favorite two things about it are I can see my resting heart rate for the day. I think that's a pretty powerful metric. I can compare how my heart rate's changing during the workouts. You know, and a lot of people love heart rate training scales these days. You know, they're pretty hot in the, the fitness culture. Um, and my other favorite thing is the move streak. So for me, like I used to be a big fan, um, you know, if I'm resting, I'm resting. Like I'm literally just going to sit down the entire day, not move, you know, and like, I don't know. Now I think it's kind of dumb. Like we're not made just to be completely sedentary. Like if you're sick or whatever, or you really are exhausted, you know, rest, do your thing. But even for me, like at this point, I think I have like a 170 day move streak. Um, but I've become a big fan of active rest. And, you know, even if it means I'm going on a 30 minute walk to clear my head or really think and, you know, spend some time, like I think it's great to make a habit of moving and, you know, keeping your body active. And one quote I really did like at the gym we're training at, they have, um, 
I'm not sure what it was, but I think, you know, laziness um, results in more laziness and then activity results in more, more activity, activity or yeah. something. Uh, it's so true. Like on a rest day, if I'm just sitting doing nothing, I feel like garbage. Whereas, you know, if I do something fun, like I go rock climb or, you know, ride bike or something like that, you know, like it just fires me up. I feel refreshed. And to the point I made on the podcast before of, you know, so many people spend time relaxing and resting by doing things that aren't relaxing or resting. Like to me, I feel so much better if I go for that walk or a nice sauna or like a jog or something, you know, or a hike than I do if I just sit down and watch like four hours of TV. Like I feel horrible doing that. So to me, like I try to actually rest myself by, you know, doing these things, moving, having fun and taking a rest day from what I do, that ex- insane exertion, um, but still having fun and maintaining that move streak has kind of been a motivator for me to do that. And at least, you know, be a little active each day and make the most out of it. I love it. No, that's awesome. Next. Good when- exercises. Oh, no. Oh. You're gonna, do you want to do a different one? Oh, sorry. No, you're good. I don't know why I went all the way to five. Yeah, do number three. I know it feels like we've answered so many questions. Yeah, you'll be good for this Good exercises or stretches to help increase flexibility in the hip to help with squats. So we just, it's funny enough that you asked this because we just posted a YouTube video. It's probably the last one or the second last one, depending on when you're watching this, um, with some of our top exercises for um, just warming up the hips and overall uh, entire body for the squats. And I'm very passionate about this because like I find that my hips are so tight. Number one, I'm just always driving. So I'm sitting with my hips in a flex position. And a lot of you who are listening to this, you might just be constantly sitting. And number two, I do low bar squats. My legs are super wide and I just find that like, I feel it a lot in my hips. So if I don't have loosened up hips, like it's just going to hurt the whole time. I'm not going to be able to get as deep as possible. So, you know, a couple of my favorite ones are 90-90s. Um, Josh was showing in the video tactical frogs. Those are amazing. You know, we love simple like band kicks where you, uh, I like using like a bit of resistance. Some of these stupid names. What? Tactical frog. Yeah, no, that, that's Jim, what they're called. I, I know it is, but it's Jim, funny. If gym names have the dumbest things. Yeah. And people always be like, oh, you called like, this this but it also has this other name like what's and i'm like it's the same thing like people just come up with these dumb names yeah I, it's so funny the different names of exercises it kills me it's, i know like you just like there's inchworm there's like i mean there's yeah. so many different things but, but there's all these weird yeah. animal bear crawl bear, like bird dog like it's pretty dogs, funny i wonder bu- who's dead bugs me. Who's naming these freaking yeah, things? Yeah, like who, like where are these coming from? But yeah. that's an example of just three that I do constantly. But honestly, the more that you kind of spend time doing it, I say like obviously you don't want to do it for 30 minutes, but just, you know, hit three to five consistent ones. And um, I'm a firm believer in just doing this before you squat. And it's been helping me out lately and give these ones a try. Papi Scorta. All right, next up we have when counting calories, should I count vegetables? Uh, so the simple answer is yes. Uh, if you eat it, you log it. That's the way it works. Even if you drink it, you log it, right? Um, just because it's not a ton of calories doesn't mean much. Now, here's the thing. Like, if you eat one carrot for whatever reason, I don't know, they're on the table and you ate one, like, I'd get if you didn't go out of your way to log two calories, right? But you have to understand vegetables add up. Like, if I have a significant serving of carrots or something, it could be like 80 calories, right? And then I could eat a bunch of other vegetables and it could be like 300 calories in my day. And that that's quite a big discrepancy to not be logging. And the whole point of logging is to be as accurate as you can with your intake, right? And to compare that to whether you're losing weight, how it's affecting you. And, you know, by just completely ignoring part of the data, it's just makes the whole process more or less pointless. So you want to be as accurate and pretty much log anything that goes in your mouth, um, you know, whenever you can, uh, unless it's something that has zero calories. And there's very few, even, you know, a lot of vegetables that do have zero calories. Like even a pickle is like three or five calories, you know, per pickle, like it's nothing or whatever it is. But once again, you have five pickles, 25, like, 
these things add up is all I'm saying. So, you know, I don't know who kind of created this, um, but one oh, rule I, know, I do. Weight Watchers. Oh, yeah. It's pro- I mean, not actually, but I mean, it's, possible. Uh, it's driving me nuts because I like not to hate on them too much, but because it's helping you like kind of understand nutrition here and there at least. But um, someone the other day was telling me like I knew that fruits and, and vegetables were never counted as points, which to me is like. I mean, I understand where they're coming from, and they're trying to get you to eat healthier yeah, and stuff. Yeah, system's a good try. It just doesn't but work But, like, I, it's missing term. something, you know? And then now I'm hearing that quinoa and rice and sweet potatoes and stuff count as zero points. So these people are, like, consuming constant carbs, and, like, like that could be five to 600 calories easily, and it's counted for zero points. But they're trying to be in a deficit and lose weight, so they're just going to have more of that because it's filling and it's good for you, and it's, like, it's missing something, right? Like Josh said, like, it all adds up. And, um, even like the vegetables, like I'd say, I mean, there's not too many vegetables that can add up as much, um, but it still counts, right? You have like uh, a couple meals with a, you know, 50 to hundred calories of vegetables. Like that could take you out of a deficit very easily. Right. Um, depending on how big of a deficit you're in. So yeah, I guess the yeah. rhetoric is they want you filling up with more whole foods and yeah. like, that's the one thing I, I like about it. And yeah. like for me with a new client, um, obviously when someone comes in, you know, I can only use calculations to guess their intake, but I don't know their life. Like I don't know how fidgety they are. Right. I don't know all these things. So I'll say, okay, you've hit your calories and you say you're really hungry. And then my rule is, you know, like for the first couple of weeks, if you're really hungry and you want to go over, you can only go over with vegetables. Yeah. Right. Like there's a lot of times I'm starving. I ask myself, like, do I want to eat like a bunch of, you know, like spinach or something? I'm like, no, not really. And then I just know I'm bored and I'm not actually that hungry. And sometimes I'm seriously hungry, you know, and I go, I eat half a cucumber and I just want to munch something and I feel way better. Right. So that's like the one kind of exception to the rule when I do uh, enjoy yeah. uh, counting. And then uh, I got a question for you because I was asked this yesterday from a client, um, you know, non-urgent question here regarding macros, weighing meats. Um, is it best to log the serving size from cooked or uncooked? Oh, yeah, this this is <laughs> this where... is tough. You said Internet seems to disagree with itself. So far, I've been cooking. I've been weighing the meat once it's cooked. This is where it gets so like this is a very tough. And w- once again, with logging, you know, like some people, I think, get a little too crazy because yeah. like, I say you want to be accurate, but like. Some, for instance, like my lunch probably varies two to 300 calories each time I eat it. It depends, you know, how much they hook it up at the burrito place. Like, are they giving me as much meat or not? But the point is my goal right now is more or less, you know, maybe to gain like half a pound a week. Like it's very moderate. You know, I'm keeping control. I'm logging every single day. I have a conception of what it's at and I'm doing my best. If I was competing, you know, I'd probably avoid eating out more. But for general life, like I do my absolute best to track that. And, you know, there's some things that are out of my control. So, you know, my answer is usually whatever is easier for you. Um, Like if you buy the meat and on the meat, they list it as uncooked which most of them will, like it's probably easier. But I know a lot of people too, myself included, I hate to weigh uncooked meat because if I slap a chicken breast on something to weigh it, like a plate, I have to clean the crap out of that plate. Then I have to cook the chicken breast. And then like it's annoying to try and, you know, partition it after. Like it makes no sense. So I'm more of a fan of cooked, but cook is definitely less accurate. Yeah, so I I said I'd say uncooked just for a bit of accuracy. Yeah, that's Uh, that's, correct in my opinion. That's kind of what... But that's why it's a debate. Done, but and it's like, like even cook. I use shook, shake and bake. Yeah. Right. And it's like how much shake and bake am I using? And I mean, at the end of the day, like if it's, especially if it's a leaner meat, like, you know, like it's a leaner chicken breast or, you know, ground turkey, like at least for the most part, you know, they're pretty solid calories or not a ton. Like the discrepancy wouldn't add up to a lot. Whereas like a steak or something, you know, you're going to want to be as accurate as you can because it's a very dense and caloric meat. 
Uh, so it's going to change. And of course, you know, a lot of people forget when they're cooking with oil, you have to add the oil in there. And, 100%. You know, that can add up to a lot of calories, right? And it's just things to be mindful of. And like, is it already salted? Are you adding a ton of extra salt? Like, you know, that could change some sodium levels if you really, really want to get in the nitty gritty. But, you know, the there, there's of, tears to it all. The beauty of doing this, and you and I have been logging for what, maybe eight years now, is we can look at a chicken breast and be like, yep, 32 grams. Yeah, exactly. Like you don't even, you we don't so even good have with to do that. It's so good and that's like our goal with anyone who does coaching, with anyone who just is a personal training client, anyone who's like around us and even on the podcast is to, you know, help you kind of get to that point. It's not to be like weighing everything to like the gram and be like so OCD about it for the rest of your life. It's like, you know, I had one of my clients, um, Dean, the guy who I was uh, talking about earlier, who asked me a question. He said his goal for the week is to um, estimate everything before he actually logs it and then log it after to try to give him proper understanding of how much everything is. Um, so he can kind of like eyeball things and then weigh after to see how accurate he is. So he doesn't have to like be so meticulous and everything down the road. And he's been losing fantastic weight, but it's kind of a, a fun little goal that he set that I think we should all try to do here and there. And that's it. Like, um, you know, at the end of the day, our, our, my goal with coaching too, and you know, whether you do coaching for one month or six months is, to teach you the skills for like the rest of your life. When you look at food, you understand the makeup of it and how the carbs and fats and protein will affect you and how it will change based on your goals and how to manipulate those. And by signing up, you know, for like two months of your time for the rest of your life, chances are you're going to remain in better shape and look better than ever before than if you didn't, because you're going to understand what's happening and how things affect you, you know, like with having no knowledge of how food works, how exercise, you know, what levels to commit to it. And it just leaves you blind. And if you're blind, you know, before you know it, it's, you're going to slip away and you're going to end up in shape. You never wanted to be, you're going to be overweight. You're going to be unhappy. Right. And we want you to be fit, happy and healthy. And we stand by that. And our coaching is really the next development to that. You know, this podcast is great. You know, you're going to learn a ton. It's going to give you a lot of info, but if you really want very catered information to yourself and, you know, have someone at the reins of your fitness, uh, nutrition and lifestyle, you know, practices to really kind of craft everything and, you know, provide the best success with the least amount of effort, definitely take advantage of that winter special. Uh, we're going to shut it down. So by the time the next episode is out on Thursday, uh, that's going to be it for the winter special. So I definitely recommend you get a jump on that. And we can only take on, I think, five more people right now with our current workload. So please take some time to inquire. Go to colossusfitness.com slash online coaching. Get to us as quick as you can and take advantage of this incredible offer. I can't believe we're even offering it. Yeah. Such a good deal. Such a great introduction, you know, to be able to try it for a very small commitment and, you know, kind of see how it all works and really just see how amazing everything is and how it be 100% refundable. So no risk on your end. You know, if you weren't satisfied, you get your money back. But we haven't had anyone who isn't satisfied. Yeah. We have hundreds of amazing reviews. I got to start mute, muting my laptop, but we have hundreds of amazing reviews and all this stuff. So I hope you take advantage Glossfitness.com slash online coaching. And we are still wanting 100 reviews by end of February. I wrote that in big red letters because it's something that's really motivated us. And we got like eight reviews that's last That's awesome. Week. That's like, crazy. We were so hyped. Like me and Kyle were reading them. In fact, you know, let's read a few. Let's do, we're going we're gonna to shut it down, but we're chilling today. While, uh, while Josh is pulling those up, I had two things. I heard a coach the other day saying that he had a minimum of six months for you to sign up. And I'm thinking, oh man, like we don't do that at all. Like we just want you, like if we can give you the resources and I always say to people, like this is a one month commitment, by the way, this winter special in case you haven't caught that. Um, if you can take our resources, we have a custom spreadsheet that is literally top of the line. Like when you see it, you're not going to believe how much information is there. And even the workout routine, like you can consider, I mean, you don't have to, it's periodized. It's going to like 
um, consistently progress, but at least if you can understand the basics and what we're doing there with our form guide, which we should be selling for at least 50 bucks. Um, and then on top of that, even our meal guide, uh, just with suggestions, like there's so much information, even if you sign up for one month, you'll be getting so much value just to have these resources for the rest of your life. That's it. Yeah. Like, and I, I can't agree with that enough. Like, you know, obviously we're pushing it right now, but it's because like we genuinely want to help someone. And I, I just love getting all the texts of, wow, I can't believe like, you know, these are the results I've got in one month and three months. Like people are telling me like, I wish I did this earlier. Like, you know, at the end of the day, fitness is very confusing and there's so much info, but the the honest truth is it doesn't have to be. And, you know, me and Kyle sometimes hit our head against the wall, like just knowing how much we can help people. But at the end of the day, like you're responsible for getting the jump, getting signed up. And from there, we're going to literally hold your hand through this whole process and make it so comfortable and easy. But yeah, so classfitness.com slash online coaching. Um, but for the reviews and it's something I want to make a point of. So we got a really nice review from from Spain. I'm not kidding. It's like H J S V G H H U. What anyways, you get the point. Um, but they're from Spain, which is super cool. And the last line of the review says how this podcast isn't even rated yet on iTunes doesn't make sense. Five stars all the way. So reviews are only shown based on your country. So I know we got a lot of cool listeners from all oh. over. You got people in Russia, you know, like Hungary, all these really cool different places. So you could be the first one to kind of get our podcast some clout in your country. You know? I didn't know that actually. And yeah, that's how it works. And spread like if we look for us, it says like 23 or 33 because those are the Canadians or whatever, right? So you won't see all the reviews. Um, but especially if you live in these different countries, like you can help us go on the charts and help get this amazing info out. And if you've enjoyed the content we've made, uh, it's a really cool way for you to share it. And like this review is just so awesome. I'm just going to read it. It'll be the review of the week. Uh, we should probably start adding this in. Yeah, review so, of the week. You know, it just means so much. If you can take two seconds to do it and help us reach that goal and mean the world, um, you know, we're hitting the 100K on YouTube. We want to have 100 reviews on our podcast. So I started listening to Josh and Kyle a few months ago, and now I can't get enough. I've tried to listen to other sports and health podcasts, but they didn't do it for me. You can really feel the passion these two have for training, nutrition, helping anyone interested in becoming fitter, healthier, and happier. For example, today's episode 145 on supplements was fire. I love pre-workouts and was just excited to listen to the episode, but I've always had a stigma against creatine. Listening to them break it down and why it's beneficial has definitely changed my mind. I'm genuinely looking forward to more tips and enhancing my training in the future. If you're an avid listener like me and want Josh and Kyle to keep the podcast up, give them a review. So yeah, like, thank you so much. Like, you know, spending that much time to leave that much of a great review and, you know, really just going out of your way to type some lines, like it means so much. And that's why we're going to do the shout out of the week. And, you know, if you haven't left a review, if you can go to iTunes and just go ahead and do it, you have to go to the actual podcasting app on your iPhone. Um, and that's where you can, you can click the five stars and then you can click write a review. And if you do that, it'll mean the world. Like we have this really nice charitable thing. And um, that way we can see what's going on. We're up to 78 ratings, 74 reviews right now. So help us get to that hundred by the end of the month. Thank you so much for listening. Anything to add? No, I appreciate every single one of you. If you've made it this far, shoot us an Instagram DM and say, what should they say? Just I want to purple see elephant, people. purple elephant, and we'll and love you forever. We'll, we'll love you forever. We'll shoot you a follow, and we'll and love you. Forever. We'll like your last three photos. <laughs> Give me that triple like. Triple like, baby. Yeah, buddy. All right. Appreciate you purple all. Purple elephant. Peace. Purple elephant. <laughs>